Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight's a night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the Dryden 400 at the Monster Mile in Dover. Yeah, it's great, you know, to end, end a drought like that. And you, I feel like there's there's more wins coming. Here's Chase Elliott off the pace and a problem for the Hooters Chevrolet. Uh, I don't expect this to be easy, and we're certainly going to treat it that way. NASCAR Live is presented by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley here along with the entire MRN crew for another action-packed show today. Kyle Larson won over the weekend at Dover. He took the checkered flag on the Dean 400 and advanced to the round of eight in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. We'll chat with Kyle about that win. Speaking of the race, we'll share MRN's backtracks from Dover featuring the best in-car sound from a Sunday spent at the Monster Mile. Kim Coon's going to go face-to-face with Hendrick Motorsports playoff driver Alex Bowman. We're going to preview the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at Talladega on Sunday. We'll also get a crew chief's perspective with Chris Busher's leader, Trent Owens. Paul Menard's spotter, Joey Meyer, will chat with Woody Kane about the many challenges of potentially guiding a driver to victory Sunday at Dega. Plus, we'll find out if some of NASCAR's biggest stars enjoy pumpkin spice during this fall season. Plus, we'll get a NASCAR history lesson and a whole lot more. But first, Kim Kuhn joins us with the latest on what's trending as NASCAR heads to Talladega. Kimmy? The Talladega Super Speedway ends its 50-year celebration this weekend as NASCAR rolls into town. Back in April, Chase Elliott won the 100th Cup Series race at the Speedway. And this week, nerves will be on high as the wildcard track is once again featured in NASCAR's playoffs. Defending champion Joey Logano says the giant speedway located in Talladega, Alabama, is one of the greatest traditions our sport has to offer. Talladega is, uh, yeah, it's a historic racetrack, right? It's something that, you know, a lot of times when you ask fans what's their favorite track, they say Talladega a lot of times. You know, a lot of times they say that. Um, it's a special place. Uh, you know, it means a lot to win there. You know, it's, it's so hard to, to win there a lot of times. You don't know you got it until you get there because anything can happen, um, you know, good or bad. You know, it's one of those racetracks that there's been plenty of times that we've left there angry. And unfortunately, there's been quite a few times that we left there with, with a smile on our face and a, and a trophy. So, um, you know, it's one of those places that you know you don't leave there just saying, oh, it was an okay day. You know, you're just, you're either mad or happy every time. It's, you're definitely going to have some emotions you got to work through. To celebrate 50 years, the Speedway will showcase a brand new upgraded facility the race fans will get to enjoy. The transformation features a state-of-the-art garage experience, a turn three infield tunnel, large enough for RVs and the tram system to enter, and the all-new Big Bill's Social Club, named after NASCAR and Talladega's founder, Big Bill France. His daughter, Lisa France Kennedy, is a vice chairperson of NASCAR and is proud of everything Talladega has done to upgrade their facilities. I'm so proud of the legacy that my grandfather left on this sport. And when you go back to Talladega Super Speedway and his vision for building this racetrack, it was just the beginning of so many other things that came around and came about in this sport. There's so many unique experiences in here. And when our fans get here, 
they are going to know how special it is. They'll be able to look right into the garage areas and see their favorite teams, their favorite drivers, and get as up close and personal as they could in any sport. So I am really thrilled to be a part of it. Richard Childress Racing is also celebrating 50 years of existence. In fact, their team owner, Richard Childress, made his first start in Talladega in 1969. Childress remembers what the track looked like then and how much it's changed. Just seeing the drawings and knowing what it looked like when I drove through that tunnel that day, and I think what made it look so big, there was nothing out here but a big, it looked like a dust bowl. And today, to see where it's came and what's been changed in the history in the 50 years and the future, we got to talk about the future of where Talladega is going. This is a fan-friendly racetrack, one of the most fan-friendly racetracks you'll ever go to. And everything they're doing here is for the race fans and for the future of our sport. Not only will Talladega celebrate 50 years this weekend, it will honor longtime track president Grant Lynch, who will be retiring after 25 years of service to the Speedway. Here's Rusty Wallace on Grant's impact on the sport. He's just a, a neat guy that has really cared about this sport, and he's a real character. I mean, he is definitely a fellow when you went to Atlanta or you went to Talladega or really when you went to any track. He, he was funny, but he was a fixture in the garage area, a fixture in the driver's meeting, and a fixture in tons of meetings that are happening around now. NASCAR. And, and Grant, to me, was always somebody I really respected because he cared so much about the sport. Sad to see him go, but he's going to have a great time. I understand that um, Lisa Kennedy asked him what he wanted for a retirement party, and he says, or a retirement gift. And he says, I just love hunting and fishing, and I love hunting and fishing on these, this property here at Talladega. So she told him that, okay, I'm going to grant you for life, as long as we own this racetrack, you can, you're free to hunt and fish on this property all you ever want. Congratulations, Grant. Enjoy your massive retirement party this weekend with thousands of Talladega race fans. I'm Kim Kuhn. There's a lot going on this weekend as NASCAR rolls into Talladega. For more on all of this, plus the latest on what's trending in NASCAR, visit our social media channels at MRN Radio. And as always, check out MRN.com. Thank you, Kim. Coming up on NASCAR Live, problems for many drivers in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race at Dover made for some interesting in-car audio. We'll share the best of that with MRN's Backtracks coming up. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. MRN's Backtracks from the Drydeen 400 at Dover is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Hey, guys. Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma, on the Sunday Money Podcast. We talk racing. Listen, a lot's happened. We talk about the race and your spectacular sixth-place finish. Yeah, it was fantastic. Daryl, maybe you should start off by telling us why you weren't here last week. And just life. What is the biggest difference that this week because you look oh, a little well, more pregnant. I found out I have a third nipple. It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. There's our next promo. 
Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward a Championship, presented by Procore. Joey Logano had a tough day at Dover after suffering a mechanical issue early in the event. He now needs to perform well at the next two tracks to stay alive in the playoffs. Uh, the good news is, is like you said, we're, we're tied uh, for the last spot, and we have two really good racetracks coming up. Um, the Talladega has been one of our strongest tracks. Kansas has been uh, also one of our stronger tracks, so um, I feel good about that. We just got to... We, we used our mulligan. <laughs> Ain't got one left. Building Toward a Championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series began the second round of their playoffs at Dover this past weekend, and the race didn't lack any drama at all as some of the playoff contenders ran into trouble. Here's MRN's backtracks of the Dryden 400. So we are ready to go here in round number two, race number one. We are at Dover. From here, we go to Talladega. After that, we go to Kansas. After that, four more drivers will be eliminated before we go to the round of eight. Maybe a big problem for a playoff driver. Joey Logano was supposed to start today's race in position number 14. He peeled off the racetrack and has taken that bright yellow and red Team Penske Shell Pennzoil Ford down the pit lane. There's smoke coming out from behind the race car. Feels like it's rationing. Let him down, let him go catch up for the field. Do what you got. Launch, launch, launch. They think it may be a broken axle. Not sure. The crew's now going scampering back to the garage area. Stay in the garage. Gear and axle. Gear and axle. It is race number 100 here at Dover, celebrating 50 years of NASCAR, and we are under the green flag. Quickly on the brake. Ready, green, green, green. Oh, Dirlani's still in there. Coming to W. Coming to W. It's Denny Hamlin. He'll lead them all back to turn number one. He will break free of the pack. He'll grab the lead before they reach turn two. Here's Chase Elliott off the pace. Chase Elliott, his car now very slow off turn number four, and a problem for the Hooters Chevrolet. We have blown up, boys. Tell me about your vitals. What you got? Not running? No, just blew up. I come to our pit stall here. He's coming past me on the backstretch, guys. He is not under power. Lights out underneath the hood of that Chevrolet for Chase Elliott. Green checkered here. Cool as soon as you get here. Denny Hamlin sees the green and white checkered flag and will win stage number one here. Stage one winner, Denny Hamlin. Uh, over. Battle for 13th. Suarez and House make contact. Sideways and up the track they go. How's the left rear lock? With green flag pit stops and a fast one mile racetrack, you cannot afford to have a penalty. Speeding on pit road for William Byron, that means a pass through penalty. He has to give up his spot. Straight smooth here. Straight smooth. Not make a bad situation worse. We'll let you know the situation when we do. You're good. Plenty of room. Yeah, we're one lap down, one lap down. So we get a caution, we'll be all right. We'll get the wave around here. Copy. A tale of two races for JGR. You got Denny Hamlin and Martin Jewex Jr. racing for the lead. At about 20 car lengths in front of them, Kyle Busch is in peril of going a lap down. Oh, my God. Felt like early on I tried to take care of it because I knew that was going to be a problem, and it didn't matter. And the green and white checkered flag will fly here at the start-finish line. Truex will see it first, and he will do so now, picking up a stage win for the sixth time this season. Pit stops conclude, and Martin Trex Jr., as Winston pointed out, lost five positions. Damn it. Yep, sorry. Sorry, it's up. The guy got around to the right side, changed the right sides. It went smooth on Martin Truex's car. They got around to the left side. On the left rear, he went to stab the lug nuts with the impact, and it looked like he had it out of gear. He had to reach down with his thumb. Sorry, man. I'll uh, reset here. I'll take us out of it for us. Sorry about that. You're talking about the 11 car. There may be bigger issues for Denny Hamlin. We are hearing that there may be an engine problem on board that FedEx Toyota. Here's what Denny had to say just a moment ago. I think we're blowing up. Come back on that. I think we're blowing up. I'm sure of it. What's your gauges look like? Anything weird? No. Just keep riding it out. 
Denny Hamlin, potential disaster after being the dominant car here today. A very frustrated Martin Truex Jr. right now on the radio using some choice words for some of the lap traffic that continues to get in his way. 24. Still outside. Tell that motherfucker I'm going to wreck him if he don't move. That's that course. Two laps down, of course. Get out of the way. For the final time, Kyle Larson dials up the low lane through turns one and two. Could the winless streak be over? And could he punch his playoff ticket to the next round? Kyle Larson is off the end of the back straightaway for the final time. Here he is at the bottom of turns three and four, up off of the corner. Great job, guys. Excellent job, Nick Drew. You guys have been all night lately. Good job, buddy. Nobody in front of him, checkered flag in the air, and Kyle Larson wins the Dryden 400 at the Monster Mile in Dover. That's how it sounded Sunday in the Dryden 400 at Dover with MRN's Backtracks. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Kyle Larson stops by to celebrate his win at Dover, his reaction, and a whole lot more from him. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. It varies. Delivery charge may apply. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR racing from the Motor Racing Network. Sunday's winner of the Drydeen 400, Kyle Larson, joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty. I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's been 75 races since Kyle Larson earned a victory in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. And on Sunday, the Chip Ganassi Racing driver punched his ticket to the next round of the playoffs. MRN's Dylan Welch had a chance to chat with him following his big win Sunday in the first state. Kyle Larson won the Dryden 400 at Dover this past weekend. He joins us now and uh kyle first things first obviously the first time in two years that you've been in victory lane in a points paying race how good uh, are you feeling here on a tuesday as we look ahead to talladega next week yeah it's cool um it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's been that long um weirdly it doesn't seem that long um you know we've been running good so i i feel like you know we've been close to winning uh for a while now so um but yeah, it, it's good to get a win and and do it in the playoffs too. You know, to to do it, advance to the next round. Um, you and do it before Tal going to Talladega really helps the stress level. So um, we just got to keep it going now. You know, we've been doing good. We've been getting better as a team. You know, I feel like I've been doing a lot better job here lately. Our crew, our pit crew, um, everybody. So it's a good time of year to to be hitting on all eight and. You know, like I said, we just got to keep it keep it going now. Well, and obviously you won the All Star race earlier this year, but you, and you said it there. You feel like you were close to winning, or you've been close to winning elsewhere this year. Are there places that stick out to you that you feel like are are ones that that kind of slipped away or slipped through your fingers? 
Oh, definitely. You know, I, I feel like you know, Chicago, when Bowman beat me, I could have done stuff a little different there um, to win. Uh, you know, New Hampshire, I never really got to show it that day because we were in a backup car and had to come from the back. But, you know, I feel like I had a better car than, than Hamlin did that day. And, um, you know, he almost won the race. Uh, and then, um, gosh, where else? You know, Pocono, I felt like we had a good shot. Still ran well, but had a good shot to win. Um, and then Indy. Indy, I had by far the best car there uh, and, and could have won. Darlington, another one. You know, if I could have just beat uh, Eric Jones on that final restart there, it was really hard to pass, similar this weekend. But I felt like if I could have controlled that, that restart, I could have won there. I don't know. There's been there's been a lot a, a list of them, but um, yeah, just you've know, been trying to do a better job of uh, completing a full race and and just staying patient. And you know, I feel like it all kind of came together at Dover this weekend. Well, and and Dover's a place too that you've always run well at. What about that place do you enjoy? And and you know what kind of has allowed you to run strong there in the past? You know, I think a big part of it obviously has to do with our our, our car being good. You know, there's been there's been I run really well at Dover, you know, just about every time. There's been one race, you know, where I, we were just not good. I think it was it was actually this, you know, the playoff race there last year. You know, I was just – our car just didn't drive good, and, and you know, we were slow. Um, but aside from that, you know, we've been good every time. So I think it comes down to, you know, my race car being good. Um, you know, it's a pretty aggressive racetrack. Um, you know, prior to this rules package, you could move around and find grip and – um, find speed throughout a run. So, you know, any track that's like that, you know, kind of more seems like dirt racing to me. So I think that that always helps. I mean, it does that really. And, and I heard somebody else say that this weekend, one of the other dirt guys like Briscoe or somebody maybe said that, that they kind of think of that place as a dirt track because they can move around. And that was interesting to me. I mean, is that really a place where you feel like you can move around and it makes a difference? Like I said, with, with the other rules package, packages that we've had yeah you know you can move around and, and find speed um and, and you can move around this time and find speed but you couldn't you couldn't really move around and like pass people um but uh yeah you know and, and there's there's majority of the racetracks honestly you can move around and, and find speed so um it's not like there's only a few that you can do that so um but yes dover you know i think the way that it you pick the rubber up you know, at the end of a run there, or, you know, when a caution comes out, and then you start on a fairly fresh track, and then the rubber lays down so quickly that, yeah, and you can visually see it. You know, you can visually see, like, all right, this line will probably have grip, you know, where it's got less black rubber and, and stuff like that. So, um, or on a dirt track, you, know, you can you can see ruts, see the cushion, you know, see the color change where, you know, the tracks that are changing lanes and stuff on a pavement track, it's tough to see that. So, um, yeah, I think it it's more like a dirt track than, than other tracks that also, you know, the lines change. All right, so Talladega this weekend, uh, you don't necessarily have to worry about the finish per se because you're obviously on to the next round with this win at Dover. But what is the, the most difficult part about just getting to the checkered flag there? I mean, what, what has to go right in order to make that happen? Yeah, you know, I haven't had much success uh, getting to the checker flag um, at those races, and I and I think you know, there's a there's you know just a handful of guys really that you know can run up front and kind of control you know their destiny a little bit throughout a race. You know, I look at the 22, the two, the 12. You know, the Penske cars, you know, they're really good at it. Chase has obviously been good at it. Yeah, you know, they're they're aggressive enough, and 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 the people behind them too are confident enough in their ability and in their car that you know, they're willing to kind of stick with them and work together and that makes it that makes it a lot easier too on those guys that you know win the races there and, and finish up front you know they've they've had the success so they have the the other drivers that have trust in them so um you know where i feel like me you know i haven't spent enough time up in the lead there um so it's it's tougher for me to get to the lead and then stay there because, you know, people are always trying to ditch you out and stuff, and then then you're back in traffic and in the middle of, you know, where the crashes happen. So, um, but, you know, this year the the Chevy teams have done a much better job of working together, and it's made the races a lot easier. So 
because um, you do have the confidence in each other. And you mentioned earlier that you feel like everything's kind of coming together. You're driving better. The team's performing better. Obviously got the win this past weekend. Do you feel like you guys are, are kind of swelling and, and sorting to, you know, sort of peaking at the right time here as we get into the, the heart of the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. Um, and and I, I feel like, you know, probably, I'm just guessing, but like around six, seven races before the playoffs started, I felt like, I was like, all right, we're doing, we're doing good. Our cars are getting better. You know, that's when I started running up front more. We started practicing really well, qualifying good. Um, and, and, you know, then we get into the race and, and race really good. So, and then, you know, now lately our pit crew's performing, you know, consistently and, and getting a lot faster too, which is great. Um, you know, we used to, early in the year, gosh, every time I came down pit road, I'd, I'd lose a spot or three. Um, where now, you know, we, we at least maintain, if not gain, it seems like every time, or even when we have a, an average stop, we're still maintaining a, our position, or, or if we give up one, you know, that's better than giving up five. So, um, you know, we've been doing better on, on that side of things, too, which really helps. You know, the pit crews are ultra important um, in our sport. You know, I, I don't think fans quite realize that sometimes, but our pit crews are, you know, having a good pit crew is is extremely important. So, um, they've been doing better, and like I said, I've been putting in a lot more effort to to be a better driver too. And I think it's it's paying off. You know, there's always room to be to be better, but you know, we're we're doing good at a good time of season. Yep, takes a team for sure in the 42 team hitting their stride right now. Kyle, thanks for your time and good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you. That's MRN's Dylan Welch and Sunday's Dry Dean 400 winner Kyle Larson. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate it. Coming up, we'll preview the 1000bulbs.com 500. Coming up this Sunday at Talladega. Seats are getting filled. NASCAR's Cowboys fire up their steel horses. The atmosphere around it is really special. Everything at that race is just exaggerated from a normal weekend. The view is unbelievable. I feel the push of the fans out there. You know how excited they are and how much they're looking forward to hopefully having a chance to go after a championship. Fans jumping up and down, yelling, screaming, losing their minds. Plan your weekend for the next Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race today by visiting nascar.com slash tickets. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. We'll preview the Talladega Race Weekend with some competitors next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, guys. It's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Shane Meal trying to drive away. I can't do everything, but I could do anything and everything I wanted before I got injured. So, Just like many of the great podcasts going, we invite racers in to talk, and they tell us their life story. And it's how I feel that matters. It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. Since 1942, Freightliner has been an industry innovator, developing trucks renowned for their dependability and efficiency. Whether your job requires a dump truck, a concrete mixer, or a delivery truck, you can count on Freightliner to maximize your productivity with a wide range of horsepower and torque rating that meet even the most demanding job conditions. Freightliner trucks are built to build your business. Learn more at Freightliner.com. Freightliner, work smart. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue along this week's NASCAR Live. So glad you joined us. Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series continues playoff action, and it continues this Sunday in Talladega, Alabama, with the 1000Bulbs.com 500. Here to preview the event is the host of NASCAR Today Midday, Kyle Ricky. While it was a good day at Dover for Kyle Larson, several playoff contenders found themselves in trouble and are now looking at this weekend's race at Talladega as redemption. The Super Speedway is often a wild card due to its multi-car crashes, and even though Chase Elliott won there earlier this season, he isn't counting on that to determine how he'll run. Past success doesn't guarantee a good run here Sunday. If it did, 
you know, we wouldn't we, we wouldn't put any effort in or wouldn't try or it'd just be guaranteed so we just wouldn't come. So, you know, that, that that's part of racing and, and knowing that, you know, if you if you did have a good run somewhere in the spring or or last year if you only go there once definitely doesn't guarantee you running good this time so i, I think we've just got to keep pushing and, and this round's definitely not going to be an easy round i think it's going to be tough i think the caliber of cars um left that there's some there's some really strong teams in in that 12 so uh, i don't expect this to be easy and we're certainly going to treat it that way and what about strategy we've seen some teams ride in the back to play it safe and some get up front to avoid the wrecks William Byron says the temptation of stage points to help propel you into the next round is too strong. Ride in the back all day and, and try to make it to the end, but you really can't do that anymore with the stage points. So um, you gotta you gotta be up front. The only way to do that is to be aggressive or you just get shuffled to the back. So um, I think certain guys have a certain guys have a better management of risk than others, you know, and you kind of know who those guys are and you know the guys that are just gonna you know, go after the entire race and they're probably gonna cut the crash eventually. Joey Logano is looking at the manufacturer game as a way to stay alive and hoping the Fords can play that game better than the Chevrolets have been. I've said this before about super speedway racing, it, it always evolves. You don't have to change the rules of the cars to watch super speedway racing evolve. It's the teams and the drivers uh, that figure out new ways to gain an advantage on someone. And um, whether it was this rules package or last year's or 10 years ago, uh, you know, drivers and teams are gonna figure out ways to become stronger. And what you've seen here recently is the manufacturers really uh, find a way to become selfless uh, within each other to be able to uh, gain an advantage uh, amongst their competition um, and control the race. Um, you know, and I feel like Chevy's kind of taking that to the next level here recently um, to where we all have to figure out a way to, to beat that. Um, you know, they did a, a very good job in these uh, first few, uh, you know, super speedway races where, um, you know, they controlled the race on us and, and we need to, uh, you know, figure out a way to take them down again, uh, which we, we know we can. We know we have the speed in, in our cars, uh, you know, as Fords to, to be able to do that. Um, we just all have to be on the same page together. Teammate Ryan Blaney is on the viewpoint of just trying to get through the day without being the driver that causes a wreck or getting wrapped up in one. I mean, you go into it like every speedway. You know, you never know what can happen. You just do the best you can to try to stay up front and get stage points, and you hope you're not the cause of the big one. You hope you're not you know, an innocent bystander. You know, you're either... Uh, you, there's a high chance you're going to be one of those two. Um, and the speedways haven't been too nice to us this year, honestly. Um, we've gotten into wrecks in all of them, just just being there and you just pile into them. So hopefully we can turn it around, but you just try to get out of that day with, uh, with a decent run, the car not tore up, but uh, it's hard to kind of get predictions. That one's already so unpredictable. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of the Talladega race weekend starting on Friday with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice at 1.30 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series will run the Sugarland Shine 250 starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by pole qualifying for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup cars at 4.30 Eastern. And Sunday, the 1000Bulbs.com 500 at the Talladega Super Speedway at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thank you, Kyle. You heard the driver's perspective heading into NASCAR's fastest super speedway. How about a crew chief perspective? Here's Steve Post with Trent Owens, the gentleman that calls the shots for Chris Buescher. Talladega Super Speedway this weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Trent Owens, one of the crew chiefs for JTG Darty Racing. Trent, when we think Talladega, what do we think of? What do you what do you prepare as you get ready to go into this weekend's race? Uh, well, first off, we we think survival. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's kind of an equalizer though for teams like us. You know, we feel like when we go to the speedways like Daytona and Talladega. There, there's a definitely an outside chance we could steal one of those victories. So uh, it's an important race for teams like us. Um, but you know, it's with the with the package we run now. Um, you know, since they changed, we run the 500 this season on one package, and then they changed to pretty much our 550, um, in a way 550 type rules. So it's it's been a challenge with the added downforce, the added drag. Um, you know, the cars cars tend to drive a little different. We've we've had to try to take all the drag we can out of the bodies to, to make them straight line faster by themselves. So 
Um, looking forward, we got a new build going to Talladega, so at least for our race team, I'm looking forward to this event. Um, it's kind of getting ahead for next year. Hopefully it shows, shows some good speed. And then finally, how important is it for you as a team to finish the season strong? Talladega, then on to Kansas, Martinsville, Phoenix, Texas. How important is it to finish strong? Yeah, I feel like our JTG 37 team has had a really good year this year. Uh, run really consistent. We've, we've made our way into the top 20 in points. Uh, we got some guys breathing down our, uh, our back pretty hard. So uh, it, it's going to be, if we can finish in the top 20, uh, when they throw the checker flag to Homestead, that'll be an outstanding season for us. And um, Talladega is going to be one of those races that's going to be very important for us to finish. Wish you the best this week at Talladega. All right, thank you. There we go. That's Trent Owens, crew chief, JTG Dollar Racing, Chris Busher, and that number 37 car. Thank you, Postman. Now, Talladega isn't just challenging for the drivers and the crew chiefs. More so than any other type of track NASCAR goes to, super speedways are daunting on spotters as well, who are constantly feeding drivers information throughout the race. Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sonoma. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flag's waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Hear stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. We'll discuss the many challenges of being a NASCAR spotter at Talladega next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Wings Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Everham, and Ashley Strenning. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on WingsNation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation Preview Podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thanks for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. Super Speedway racing at a place like Talladega has its challenges. Sensory overload not only for the drivers, but for the spotters as well. Our resident spotter here at MRN is Joey Meyer. He co-hosts MRN Out Loud with our Woody Kane. The two are here to discuss some of the spotting challenges at Talladega Super Speedway. Well, Mike, Joey Meyer is here. He's championship spotter for Brad Keselowski, now working with Paul Menard. And you're about to get busy. Talladega, I imagine, is one of the places where you have to talk more than just about any other track. You know, four times a year I look forward to restrictor plate or tapered spacer now style racing mm-hmm. in Talladega this weekend. I love it. Look forward to it. And uh, been very fortunate to be part of some good teams, some great drivers with Michael Waltrip and Brad Keselowski in the past. When you work with different drivers at a super speedway, all drivers want different things and different bits of information at different tracks, but how magnified is that at a place like Talladega? You know, one of the things that all drivers have in common at Talladega and Daytona is simply wanting to know more about that ring of the zone of cars around them. Uh, Not necessarily everybody in front or everybody behind or beside, but everybody generally two to three car lengths in front of them, behind them, around them so that they can drive like you're driving down the street without looking at your rearview mirrors or having used turn signals. Uh, again, we're going 180, 190-plus miles an hour. They don't have time to look out a window or to listen to what I'm saying right then and there when they make a move. They want to see that picture before 
they make the move and they, they, they can make it without having any hesitant moves at all. When you're at uh, just an intermediate track, say, or a short track, you don't have to focus on which line is moving as much as you do at, at, at Talladega. How do you have to describe that, and what kinds of things are you looking for there to convey to the driver? You know, Talladega has become a race of strength in numbers. Uh, this last week at Dover, uh, the car that was leading the race was there by himself. Nowadays, when ordered to make a move or have moves made on you, it's a strength in numbers. Two cars are better than one. Three cars are better than two, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to figure out or view and give the driver information what line or what cars are forming up to form a better pack of energy. I've, I've used the word energy for a number of years because that's what it's about. All the drivers are going wide open. Their throttles are on the floor. They're not in fourth gear. They're shifting. Once they get going, it's about who has energy, and it's about being able to team up and pair up the group of cars. And if your driver can be in that line with more energy, he's going to move forward. If he's going to have more energy to his outside, that line's going to move forward, and that's what you're always trying to convey. Or if you're leading, you want him to be able to absorb that energy. Absolutely right. And so there's a big difference between being able to manage a line, which allows those guys behind you to push out in front without physically touching you, versus blocking a line, which means you made a move too slow or too late, and that guy gets back to your bumper. And we see a lot of incidents happen in the first, second, and third rows. Guys are leading, and they get wrecked because they they didn't manage correctly, and they started blocking. Blocking results in, in wrecks right away. How When we listen to in-car audio from drivers uh, at a track like Talladega, primarily you hear spotter, 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 and you don't hear as much from the driver because it's all trying to convey them the information yep. that you were describing earlier. So at, a, at an intermediate or a short track, you'll hear a driver say, you go tell so-and-so, and then you have to walk down and talk to another spotter. At Talladega, or Daytona for that matter, how often do you guys have to convey information to each other, or is it is it moot because it, things change so quickly? No, a lot of communication happens off-air with the spotters, primarily during two occasions, during a restart, uh, with guys we're around, if we're going to accept a push or we're going to be the pusher, we're conveying that message to the car to our behind or in front of us. And then really, really critical during pit stops, being able to wave the spotters off behind us. Mm-hmm. Or if a guy is in front of us, I want him to wave me off to let us know that we're pitting. Uh, you come off a of turn four at Talladega, you can't just jam on the brakes with 30 cars lined up behind you. We've seen that happen, and the results aren't very good. <laughs> yeah. So realistically, during a restart and or during the pitting sequence, spotters are running back and forth. Hey, I'm coming in this lap right now to, to try to prevent those incidents. I'd love to see that scene sometime of you guys running around <laughs> behind each other when the race is going on yes. out there. I mean, you got to have, have like three or four eyes, and don't it, you? And it happens. That exactly what happens. There is a case, there's a case that we let our drivers know Hold tight, hold your line, don't move, I'll be right back. <laughs> and that's exactly what's going on. We're trying to convey that message or somebody's conveying a message to me, and we're trying to prevent the wrecks from happening. All right, Mike, that's an inside view of what it's like from the spotter stand this weekend at Talladega. Don't forget you can catch Joey and I every Monday, all week long, really, on MRN Out Loud, but new episodes drop every Monday around lunchtime. This week, a very special guest, Fox Sports analyst Ricky Craven joins us. Thank you, gentlemen. Coming up, Kim Kuhn goes face-to-face with Alex Bowman of Hendrick Motorsports. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. When we come back, Kim Kuhn goes face-to-face with Alex Bowman. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. 
It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Teddy's, Earnhardt's, and Waltrip's, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Wheeland would like to congratulate Kyle Larson and his number 42 Chip Ganassi Racing Team for the victory at Dover International Speedway. While leading, the team went to work for the final time with 79 laps to go. And here comes the race leader, Kyle Larson, creeping down pit road. He's in pit stall number nine. He's got an opening in front of him. He's got the bright green clover colors on the side of this Chevrolet Camaro. They work on the right side of the car. Very smooth stop. He hasn't made any changes the last couple of times. Here on lap 23, 21. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, if you tuned into our NASCAR Live race day coverage at Dover, you heard a conversation between Hendrick Motorsports playoff driver Alex Bowman and our Kim Kuhn. Well, if you didn't, you're in luck. Here is the full version of that chat. Talking with a lot of teams and drivers about the first round of the playoffs, it was very much, we've got to survive and then we move on. I get that the attitude is significantly different as we move into the second round of the playoffs. For you guys, what is the mindset headed in and kicking off this round? Yeah, I mean, we just have to run well every week. Um, there's really no room for mistakes. Um, obviously, we ran second at all three of these races in the spring, so uh, I'm not even sure if, if replicating that is uh, is going to get us to the next round. You know, it's going to take a lot. Stage points are going to be really important, but um, we'll just have to, to wait and see. I think we can be really strong every week, though. Looking at those second-place finishes that you had earlier in the year at each of these three tracks in the second round, does that give you more confidence, but does it also maybe give you a false sense of security? I don't think it gives us a false sense of security. Um, definitely gives us confidence to lean on that we know we've had good race cars at these places and we can kind of try to take similar stuff or the same race car and, and be strong. But, um, you know, these places change every time we're here. Tires change, weather changes. So uh, we're still going to be chasing the racetrack when we unload, but hopefully we unload strong at every track and can go from there. How intense is the pressure week to week for you guys? It's a lot of pressure, you know, just uh, trying to keep advancing through. It's um, it's tough. It's it's a tough time of the year. There's a lot of really hard racetracks. Talladega is a big wild card, so uh, definitely a lot of pressure. Over the past couple of years, there's been a lot of discussion on Hendrick Motorsports and kind of where they stand compared to where they've been in past seasons. But as an organization, you guys seem to have been making gains, specifically this year. What is kind of the attitude and what kind of gains do you think the organization has made? Yeah, I feel like we've made a lot of gains on our program. Um, our mile and a half stuff is, is really good right now, obviously. Our road course stuff is really good. Our short track stuff is, uh, is a struggle right now, but um, you know we've, we've continued to make big gains. I'm, I'm sure our short track program will, will catch up soon. So I think um, it's been a good year for us. You know, We definitely want more to get back to uh, kind of the old ways of HMS, but we're getting there. With three drivers in the playoffs, you, Chase Elliott, and William Byron, What's the dynamic between you guys? Is there still a sense of team mentality, or is it each man for yourself, or does it change, or will it change round to round? Yeah, nothing's really changed. We're still sharing information, having the same meetings we had, and um, and everything is kind of business as usual. So I feel like the, the four of us work really well together, um, and, and the three, three of us in the playoffs, nothing's really changed. The playoffs have been eventful for you guys, specifically the incident at the Roval with Bubba. Have you had the opportunity to communicate with them this week? I haven't. Um, I feel like he kind of said what he had to say after after the race, and um, I've really just been focused on 
getting back healthy and uh, and being prepared. Obviously, I was really sick, and uh, getting back healthy is, is, is tough, going from one really physical race to another really physical race. So just trying to uh, to be prepared and, um, and really focused on this weekend. I know the situation wasn't ideal, and you probably would have liked to have gone a different route, but how do you think the sport benefits from on-track scuffles or rivalries or just the sense that drivers care enough to be that passionate about stuff that happens on track? Yeah, um, hopefully everybody was entertained because that's what we're here for, right? So at the end of the day, we're all entertainers, and um, and it gave something, to talk, something for people to talk about all week for sure. I was looking at your social media, and you were recently in Memphis on Beale Street. That is such a cool place. What's the story behind that? Yeah, so I uh, went there for a Valvoline appearance. Um, we gave away a Corvette that we built, which was pretty neat. We had like a two-hour break in, uh, in the schedule and decided to go walk around on Beale Street. Like a hot rod show going on. Um, kind of just walked up and down and had a good time. So it was cool. Uh, Ray Vernham was out there with us, and um, it was a fun project. You're a car guy. Did you geek out on any specific thing you saw? Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff, so I've kind of started to get more into the older stuff here lately, um, and it was like, uh, it's got, it had to be like some kind of tour rolling through, um, cause it was like all pro touring cars, like really, really nice stuff. So that was really cool to see. Um, I just bought a 66 C10 and there was another 66 C10 there. So that was cool to check out, but, um, there was, there was a lot of neat stuff. Are you working on the 66 C10? Well, so it's the only thing that I've ever bought that was built by somebody else. So it's um, it's a little different for me to go that route. Typically, I buy something stock and then and then go through it. Um, it's full frame off restoration. It's on bags. It's tub. Um, it's got an LS motor in it. So there's a lot done to it. I um, I want to make a little more power with it and, and change a few things up. But it's uh, it's pretty nice as it is. That was Kim Kuhn and Alex Bohm. Coming up. We'll take the checkered flag on another edition of NASCAR Live by gauging drivers' interest in the popular seasonal flavor, pumpkin spice. And we'll also get a NASCAR history lesson next. I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Procore Toyota Camry. On race day, you can save a ton of fuel by drafting in the pack, but you'll never win if you don't stay up on the wheel. It's like in the construction business. You can either keep up with the competition or leave them in the dust with the Procore Construction Management Platform. Whether you're a GC, specialty contractor, or owner, Procore's software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. To learn more, visit Procore.com. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's put a bow on this week's show. Thank you so much for joining us. As the calendar recently clicked over to October and the autumn leaves begin to fall, we posed a very important question to some of the drivers in the garage area. Actually, it's probably one of the more pressing questions of the day. Do you like pumpkin spice? <laughs> Whether it's coffee or beer, pumpkin spice is everywhere this time of year. So we needed answers. Not close enough to challenge. Lion Priest to the checker flag. No, nah, I don't drink much beer anymore. You got you to gotta stay hydrated, so not much. Not, not to, yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't be much into pumpkin beer. Come on, you got to keep it keep it natural light, you know? Big time crossover move for Brad Keselowski. I, I don't even really care. <laughs> uh, I, I eat whatever somebody, Paige, makes for me. I'm not a very good cook, but I'm a... I eat a lot. Clint Boyer again continues his climb. Latte, I'm a latte guy. I do like those pumpkin spice. I think it is a latte from my wife gets them at, uh, at uh, Starbucks. Those are pretty damn good. But uh, no way would I ever pull up there and go, can I have a pumpkin spice latte, please? <laughs> it just does You can even make your voice, Gee, hey, give me a pumpkin spice latte. It's still it's not going to deliver well when you pull around there to the to the line. But uh, a pumpkin spice beer? I don't. I've never had one. Are they any good? Put it this way: if it's cold and it's you bought it, I will drink it. Here's another change for the lead. Kurt 
rush to the inside. Yeah, I'm anti-pumpkin spice. I try not to touch it until November, mid-November. Bowman reclaims the lead. No, none of that. I um, Somebody got me a pumpkin coffee the other day, pumpkin spice something. I don't know. It was terrible, and I threw it away. So, uh, yeah, none of that. But it's going to be Chase Elliott. He's going to do it again here. I do not. No, I... I um, I gave the the latte thing a shot, and uh, I did not. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get it down. So I, I, uh, I tried, but no, I'm not. I'm not much of a, not much of a flavored beer guy either. So I, I like like pumpkin bread. You know, that's pretty good. But outside of that, I'm probably out. Who else is shocked that Boyer is the only driver that enjoys pumpkin spice? Gentlemen, thank you so much, and. Well, thank you for your honesty. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong has this week in NASCAR history. Suze? Thanks, Mike. This week, we start our history lesson in 1978. Canadian-born Nick Gilder goes number one in the U.S. and the Great White North with Hot Child in the City. At the will of Congress, the U.S. Mint begins design work on the Susan B. Anthony dollar, the first coin to honor a woman patriot. And Bobby Allison struck out for the lead, overtaking David Pearson with 61 to go, pulling away to win the Napa National 500 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Allison Cruz through turn three and four has not changed in the last hundred left. In turn three, he brings the car right down to the apron and then lets it work naturally up the racetrack in turn number four. The difference in pavement doesn't bother him. Coming off of the bump out of turn number four, he's smooth and headed for victory. Taking the smoothest line possible to the start-finish line of the checkered flag, Bobby Allison, the Norris Industries Thunderbird, has won this Napa National 500. 2006, Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, and Tracy Morgan appeared in the first episode of 30 Rock on NBC. Search engine giant Google entered the content business, forking over a cool $1.6 billion for fledgling video engine YouTube. Political activist Julian Assange launched WikiLeaks, and Brian Vickers tangled with Jimmy Johnson and Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the final lap to win the UAW Ford 500 at Talladega Super Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. all by himself out front. Here's Jimmy Johnson, final time down the back straightaway. Johnson dives to the bottom. They make contact. Johnson around. Earnhardt around. Sliding and slamming down on the inside lane. Brian Vickers leads the pack to three. A big shakeup here on the last lap in the running of the UAW Ford 500. And Brian Vickers is going to score his first career NASCAR Nextel Cup Series win. 2011, country star Rodney Adkins wins his way to number one with Take a Back Road. American Horror Story chillingly debuts on FX. Succumbing to political pressure, ESPN executives disappoint millions of fans, pulling Hank Williams Jr.'s open for Monday Night Football in response to the popular singer's on-air comments. And Jimmy Johnson didn't let his faithful down, leading 197 laps to win the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway. Makes me want to take, makes me want to take back road. Casey Kane's got one final shot. That shot will come midway between turns three and four. Battle for the lead and the win at Kansas. Here comes Johnson. Here comes Kane. Johnson's got a cover as he heads to the main straightaway. Jimmy Johnson works off turn number four. No worries. He's going to hold off Casey Kane and score the victory here today at Kansas Speedway. And those are just some of the events from this week in Nashville. NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Oh, yes. On to Talladega for the final super speedway race of the year. Can't wait to get to Alabama for the 1000bulbs.com 500. Thanks to Kyle Larson for joining us this week on the show. Also, our thanks to Alex Bowman, Trent Owens, and Joey Meyer. And for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Hope you're in Talladega this weekend with us. If you're not, we'll be chatting about it all week long on MRN and at MRN.com. Until we chat here next week, so long, everybody. Have a great week. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida and was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. 
Curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UV. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.